Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. The reading today comes from Psalm chapter 34, verses 8 through 10. This week in all of our podcasts, we're going to think about evangelism. We're going to think about sharing our faith and hope that we have in Jesus Christ with those around us and Why is that so important? So I hope all week we think about, we pray about, we meditate about salvation and give glory to God for our salvation and just really think about what that means to be saved, to have a relationship with God through the blood of Jesus Christ and think about why that's important and why we should share that with other people. So all of these readings and podcasts this week are going to focus on evangelism. In, in guiding people to Jesus Christ. So we're wanting to guide others to Christ. I, I can't help but think in the Gospel of John uh, when you have Nathaniel. Uh, Philip comes to Nathaniel and he tells Nathaniel basically, uh, we have found the Messiah. We have found the one we've been hoping for. And, and Nathaniel has that famous quip, can anything good come from Nazareth? Uh, and then Philip says, come and see. So in some sense, we're talking about coming and seeing, coming and meeting the Lord. And today you're going to hear a phrase that refers to salvation that may be a little bit strange to our ears. And it's talking about coming and tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. So we're going to be in the Psalms this morning, Psalm 34. This is a psalm written in a specific situation. Now, there are some psalms that that we know the exact situation that they correspond to. And this is one of them. Psalm 34 corresponds to an incident in David's life in 1 Samuel chapter 21 when David is running for his life. He comes to King Achish, uh, the king of Goth, which I, I find that interesting because Goliath of Goth, this is the king over the city uh, where Goliath came from in particular. So I find that interesting, that connection. But Saul is trying to kill David. David is on the run, and he is fleeing. And this is a a psalm of thanksgiving, of deliverance. He has to, when he comes to the king of Goth, he has to act like a madman. Uh, When he comes to the the city, some of the men mention and say, is this not David, uh, the mighty warrior of Israel? Uh, And and they, they come back to this phrase that had been said about David. Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his ten thousands. And they're like, is this not this same guy? So David's sensing the danger he's in at that moment. So he's got Saul, his own king, chasing him. Here he's at the the gates of the city of his enemy looking for refuge. And now they're thinking, hey, this guy's dangerous. So he has to act like a madman. He acts like he's crazy. And he lets spittle come up on his beard. So they think this guy's crazy. He's not a threat. And then David eventually runs to a cave where he hides out and starts to collect this uh, group of people that come to him, these kind of misfits that are that are also on the run, kind of uh, seeking a leader. And so David starts to put this army together at this point. But this psalm uh, in particular is a moment of deliverance where David is thankful uh, for God's provision, where God is taking care of him. So let's pick up in verse 8. This is Psalm 34. We're going to read down to verse 10. This is the English Standard Version. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you as saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So there's this this concept of 
taste and see the Lord is good. Now, that might sound familiar to you because you're going to find it in the New Testament. 1 Peter chapter 2 quotes this psalm, uh, particularly verse 3 of 1 Peter chapter 2 quotes this psalm. And also Hebrews chapter 6 quotes this psalm. And this is in reference to salvation. Uh, when, these, when this verse is used, it's talking about our salvation. There's 1 Peter 2, the reference is growing up in your salvation and tasting and seeing the Lord is good. Then there's the, the reference in Hebrews 6 where there's this warning not to fall away, not to apostatize, not to walk away from your faith. Uh, you have tasted and you realize the Lord is good. Why would you want to do that? Why would you walk away uh, from the faith? So there's this idea of God is good. Uh, God is good, so good that you, you can taste the goodness of God. So this is the image that you see. And when you think about the Hebrews and how they wrote and how they understood the world, we as Western thinkers, we tend to think of God and his omniscience and his power. So we have these, these words we use to uh, omnipotence and omniscience and the, these words we have to describe the nature and power of God. A lot of times when you read things like the Psalms, you get more of these word pictures, um, these images to help you see who God is. God is a shield. God is a rock. God is a mighty fortress. And here we are told to taste and see that the Lord is good. And then as you get into verses 9 and 10, there's this, uh, if you fear God, there is no lack. This, this is not health and wealth stuff, if you're wondering. So much of the Bible's wrenched out of context to build that theology that it really is just a bad theology. Think about David. He is on the run. Um, he is needing daily sustenance. Uh, when you go back and look at God's provision in the Bible, uh, when we say the Lord's Prayer, we pray for daily bread. That's a reference back to the manna that God gave in the wilderness. God would give enough for each day. So we're promised that, that we will have enough for each day, God will take care of us. This is not uh, David sitting in his palace somewhere in opulence. He is running for his life when he says this, that uh, those who fear him have no lack. So God is providing for him. Uh, but don't take this to be that, you know, if I obey the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to get a Learjet and a, you know, a six-bedroom home. That's not what he's saying at all. But God does take care of us. He does give us provision. But what I want you to focus on today is this. Do you see salvation like verse 8? Do you see your relationship with Christ as something so good that it's like good tasting food? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you think that way about God? Do you think about the goodness of God and what he's done for you? Do you focus on what he has done for you and, and, and out of a thankful heart, you just give him adoration and praise? And then you want to call other people to be in a relationship with this good God who loves them and cares for them. So that's the heart of evangelism, I think. When we have a hard time with our attitude toward evangelism, there's two things probably going on. Number one, we have a false view of who God is. We don't have a proper perspective of, of God and his goodness and his love and his mercy. And the second thing is we have a false view of people. We, we have a false view of our condition before God. Somehow we think that we're okay without Jesus Christ, and that's just not true. Uh, there's really two types of people in the world. There are those who are lost and those who are saved. And we have to transform our worldview to fit 
that reality. That when we look at people, you're either seeing people that are going to have a relationship with God for all eternity in blessedness or people that are going to be lost for all eternity. So we are calling people to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. So as we always do, let's close out with reading our passage one more time. This is Psalm 34, 8 through 10. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And we can say an amen to that. So as you walk around this week and come in contact with people uh, in your workplace or places of recreation or just even in your family, think about calling people to have a relationship with a God, with a God that loves them And we call them to taste and see that the Lord truly is good. Hope you have a great week. Hope to see you back again tomorrow.